so you don't have to break it up. You don't have to have those siloed conversations. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a few Christmassy things. We'll talk about a couple politically things. It's uh, Thursday. We're backed up a few days, obviously. Every Tuesday, normally, I have this guest on, who's more than a guest. He's a mentor. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of yours. He's a radio broadcast legend in the United States and here in Canada. Uh, please welcome back to the our first post-Christmas show, as a matter of fact, Mr. Charles Adler. Charles, Chuck, the truth-telling Wolverine is here. Nice to see you. How are now, you? this is a joint show. You promised yeah. that we would start each show with, Dean and Chuck. I'm Dean Blundell. I'm Dean and Blundell. I'm Charles Adler. Yeah. It's Charles we didn't, Adler. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't do that this time. Well, I don't know if I promised. It was, it was more like a, like a <laughs> loose, not, more like no, a loose short. Right, no, no. I, just, I, I love making fun of hokey, <laughs> hokey old radio stuff that they used to have to make me do. You know, you used to, Remember, oh, yeah. there was a, a guy I worked with. Um, his name was Al Gibson. And uh, Al Gibson and I were thinking about doing a two. I guess two, you're naming two names today, huh? I guess it's, we're in the naming names portion of our of our podcast relationship, where you're like, uh, "Here I am talking about this guy I mocked." His name was Al Gibson, by the way. Yeah, but, but but here's the thing: my name was my name was Al Adler when I when I first bumped into Al Gibson, right? Oh, so Al Gibson wanted to wanted to hire me, but there yeah. was a there was a sticking point. I was in um, where was I at the time? I was in Toronto. That was your first. How can I, was your first how can I forget? Name was Al Adler. That was your first. Yeah, my name was my name was Al Adler. Adler. My name was Al Adler for a number of years. Okay. Right. What made you pick Al before you you finish your story? Who who well, made you? My, do that? I, grew, I grew up with the name Alex. That was my name. Out of Charles, you got Char Alex out of Charles. No, 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 no. Charles became later. So I'll, I'll tell you about the how okay. I became Charles. Okay. All right. So Al Gibson wants to hire me uh, to uh, do a two-person cast and other stuff for him to work in his uh, newsroom in London. I fell in love with London. I was um, bone-tired in Toronto. I was doing four different jobs. And let's just say I needed to um, cool out a little bit and just do one job in a, in a place where uh, I, I wanted to live, where I wouldn't be you know, going back and forth. Like when people ask me about 905, and I tell them like I know 905. The reason I know 905 because I've driven every acre of 905, including the piece of territory that you happen to live in. I'm not going to mention it because we want to keep things confidential, but I'll just say that Dean Blundell, my partner in Slime, uh, lives somewhere, somewhere in the most important political region of Canada, meaning it's where the biggest battlegrounds are. It's where most of the battlegrounds are. And what that really means is people where Dean lives aren't necessarily loyal to either political party. They've got other things in their mind. But in recent years, they have voted for the Liberal Party because the Conservative Party has been just um, dumber than a bag of hammers in uh, going after uh, 905. Mm -hmm. So where were we? Where were we? We were uh, Charles Adler. Uh, we were Al. We were changing names. All right, so, name, radio name. So, that's where we were. So Al wants me to, Al Gibson is the news director, and he wants to hire me to work with him in, uh, in London, Ontario. Sure. And he says there's just one sticky point, one one problem, your name. It's, he said it'll sound terrible if I'm going, I'm Al Gibson and I'm Al Adler. That's that, that, That'll sound hokey. Would you be okay with changing your first name? So I, 
I won't get into the business aspect, but you know, for a certain amount of certain amount of um, compensation, I'm willing to do a few things. Uh, my old man didn't care because uh, my Hungarian name was not Al. Uh, yeah. I had a, I have a different uh, Hungarian name because the word Al isn't Hungarian. It's it's English. It's from is your Hungarian name your, Barry. Your part of the Sorry, is your Hungarian name Barry Doug? No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, so Alex is the English version of the Hungarian name. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, Alexander is, you know, I'm the Hungarian version of Alexander. Okay. Anyway, uh, so my name became Alex for years uh, and then got into radio and uh, got into radio in Calgary. My first on-air gig was in Calgary. And uh, just moments before going on the air as Alex Adler, Keith James, my boss, says, you can't say Alex Adler. It doesn't sound uh, smooth. We can't get our jingle singers to sing. You're going to have to shorten it to something that sounds easier to say and much better uh, for uh, for radio and much better for Calgary. I said, what, what do you want me to call myself? He says, well, I want you to call yourself Al. That's just easier, Al Adler. So he named me, okay? So he's the first guy who named me in the business. That was in 1974. So Al Gibson wanted to name me. He wanted to give me a different name. So he said, I'll give you a different name or else you can pick your own name. So I'm watching Charles Corral at the time. Do you remember Charles Corral? Oh, yeah, Charles Corral, okay. CBS Morning News. Okay, so that was my morning, favorite. Right? Yeah, Carole. so that's when I was having the conversation with Al. Al's in London. I'm in, in Toronto, and I'm watching uh, Charles Corral. And uh, as he's telling me to whether I'd consider changing my first name, never liked the name Al. It just it was my like a radio name. I didn't, never liked it. Yeah. So I said, uh, well, what do you think of Charles? So he says it uh, two, three times, Charles Adler, Charles Adler. And he's, he's in London. London at the time was, I don't know, 95% of the people there were from the, you know, from Ireland and the British Isles, but you know, your, 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 your mother, your motherland, they're from your yeah, homeland. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, London's homeland. London. Okay. All right. Fine. So, uh, I loved London. God, I loved London. Anyway. Um, I said, what did Charles, Charles say? You know, swirls it around in his mouth, Charles Adler, Charles Adler. And he says, that name is a thousand times better than Al Adler. I said, you know what? I agree. He says, we're writing up the memo right now telling people that Charles Adler is uh, joining us, uh, you know, in two weeks, uh, blah, 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 and doing mornings with me, et cetera. So it was, it was just, um, it was just that, was that easy. That's so how Charles, Charles Adler became Charles yeah, so Adler. So I became, I was born, Charles Adler was born in uh, the summer of 1981. That is so, awesome. So, so that know, makes, so what is it, what's the math there, bud? Uh, big hog. That means um, you are 40, uh, what, 43 years? 40. Yeah, I'm in my 40s, and I don't look a day over 43, do I? No, no, you look terrific. <laughs> I wouldn't, <laughs> but it, it goes back to the, and, and I'm sure not a lot of people knew this, know this now, because like authenticity is really important in podcasting. Yeah. Like if, you know, your name doesn't really matter. No one's changing your name. But back in like the 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, oh, yeah. to hide culture in names, to hide religion in names, movie stars, presenters, TV people, radio people used to like pick different names. Like they would sit down and have a brainstorm. Okay. Yeah. we got to come up with a new name because Jaime Schmickelwitz is not going to work no, or, no, you know, no. uh, Torrance lobotomy head is just not a name that you can use on the radio. So they come right. up with names like Smith or Marilyn Monroe, right? She was yeah. Norma Jean something. I can't remember her last yeah. name. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just like regular fare. And I remember when I started radio, I used to laugh at those stories. I'm like, who does that? He just picks a different name. Like Engelbert Humperdinck. I know why he picked that name. 
I totally know why he picked that name. His real name is like Bob Smith or something like that. It's like no, his name that, is, I, I, I've interviewed him. His name was George Dorsey. Yeah, way better name than than Engelbert Humperdinck. But again, it's all showbiz, right? And so when I first started in radio, and I remember it was like I don't know, 1996, 96. I go to Fort McMurray for my first radio gig, and this guy meets me at the front desk, and he's like, Dean Blundell. I was like, yeah. He's like, it's no longer your name. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> He's like, it's no longer your name. And if you know me, I don't like that stuff. I don't like the performative, like, hey, you got to call yourself something. It just was, he goes, what's your middle name? I'm like, James. He goes, Dean James? Like, oh, yeah. He goes, you're now James Dean. And I went, <laughs> oh, God, no, please don't do that to me. And he's like, we're doing that too. That's the best name in the city. That's got both of your names in it. You cannot call yourself Dean Blundell because that's just cheesy. No one will buy into it. People need to be able to say your name. Blundell doesn't roll off the tongue. Blundell, Dean Blundell, Dean Blundell. You can't do it. So first radio show, I say my name. And he says, you say your real name one more time, you're fired. So I had to be James Dean literally for the entire solid six months I was sentenced to doing morning radio on Fort McMurray. And the mockery that I received when you'd go to a pub or you do a remote or you'd yeah. show up to like host a concert. And like, Oh yeah, it's your real name. Hey, James. Nobody ever bothered me about my name, Charles Adler. Nobody. Well, I know. Not even, not even a, you. Nobody ever bothered me. Yeah, I know, but there's no like super. And what happens if you use a name, if you use it, but if you use, but if you use a name over and over Charles again, Adler, right? I've like been you, using, I've been using the name for over 40 years. I mean, I, I actually think it's, it's a my great name. name. It's a great name. You answer to it. I never answered yeah. James Dean. You can yell my name in a crowd and go into a, like a concert. So James yeah. Dean, I'm like, yeah. oh, someone's mocking me for sure. I never wanted yeah. to turn around. And I'm glad that time's over. Like, I don't know who wouldn't use their real name now. Like, I mean, you're Charles Adler, so you have to be Charles Adler. It's like when someone gets divorced and they're like, I was married for 40 years, not changing my name back. Like, well, I get that part of it. But like for people that are getting into this game, don't pick a fake name. Don't do no, that. the important thing to me was always uh, my last name, keeping my last name because I relate right. to that as that's my father's name, that's my ancestry, and all the rest. And the first name is you know whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I never, I never made a big deal about that. Uh, and besides, business is business. I mean, we always have to remind people that there's a business, and the words, uh, the name Charles Adler, researches well. Oh yeah, okay. for sure it yeah. does. There's okay. a bunch okay. of Charles Adlers out there, but there's only one Christmas. Okay. And I had to sit through, and I wanted to get to this with you specifically today. So I'm glad we're really good at segues. Couple pros, no big deal. Um, I watched people on social media, had conversations with people who didn't like it. The assault on the word Christmas. You guys are coming for Christmas. You're canceling Christmas. It's all from the right, by the way, the extreme right who were somehow convinced over the past couple of years that progressives want to do away with the word Christmas, right. replace it solely with happy holidays or whatever, some kind of overly stupid, woke, extra inclusive thing, which isn't the case. But can I ask you a question? Because you wrote an article for the free press. Charles Adler, by the way, the gold standard when it comes to opinion pieces that we should actually yeah. be reading. And your article in the free press was really pro Merry Christmas. It was really pro Absolutely. I've always Christmas. been pro Merry Christmas. Yeah. And listen, I am too. I'm a big pro Christmas guy. I really am. I reserve my right to call it whatever I want. Well, but wait a minute. You, you keep talking about authenticity. It's authentically yeah. Christmas. 
If you yeah. really believe in authenticity, why do you want to call it? I, I can't even say. Happy I, holidays. I can't. I can't say it. I got a, I got a, an astigmatism or astigmatism or 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 barbarism. Something's going on inside. Barbarism. I can't. Yeah. I, yeah it's it's, it's a, the idea of it's fraud. barbaric. Okay, to call it a, a hap is a barbaric practice. Okay, hold can't, it. I can't okay. do that. I, and I get it. I get that. I get Charles Adler, my buddy Chuck from the Charles Adler podcast, my mentor, my friend, uh, the gold standard in in podcasting and broadcasting in this country. I get that you are a traditionalist. I know you like being at the core. To say, at the core, that's you know, what I am. I, I you, sometimes you, people people make fun of me, and they don't think I'm a traditionalist because. I don't uh, support the conservative party of Canada with uh, Pierre, the apple eater and all that, all that intelligent stuff they do anyway, because yeah. I'm not a big supporter of the conservative. They think, Oh, gotta be a liberal, gotta be a communist, gotta be Antifa, got, you know, whatever, whatever. But those people just obviously don't know me because I've been doing business since I was eight years old and uh, there's no more pro business person than me. So no, the, so the socialism and the communism thing, uh, doesn't do well with me, and I, I and I don't believe the Conservative Party is is wonderful for the economy. If I really thought the Conservative Party would do gangbusters for the economy, I'd I'd, I'd give I'd give the Apple Eater a big bear hug. Yeah, but he's not. They're all liars. I get it. Let me get to the issue at hand: Christmas okay. versus Happy Holidays. Does it have to be both? And, and in your free press article, which I read with gleaming eyes this morning, yes. I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun. We can talk about it in the podcast. You really do protect the word Christmas, Merry Christmas, the phrase. You really oh, go yeah, the they, because, to because, But why? Because, because, because the thing is that in this country, we talk about uh, how we're a diverse country, which we obviously are. Mm -hmm. Some people talk about celebrating diversity. I think that's a political uh, slogan. I don't think people actually celebrate diversity. I celebrate the idea that it doesn't matter to me what part of the world you come from. Uh, you can be a Canadian and we're equals and I love all of that. Uh, but what I don't understand in this culture that we're living in right now, I just call it the Canadian culture that uh, celebrates a diversity. Uh, if you're uh, saying happy Hanukkah to a Jewish person, that's good. I mean, I get happy Hanukkah all the time. I mean, I've been living in the, the mainstream world slash the predominantly Christian world uh, all my life. As I don't know how many Christmas concerts I've done. I don't know how many uh, Christmas shows I've done. I mean, I just, you know, Christmas has been a, a, a very, very large part of, of my life, both personally, culturally, and professionally. But in any case, obviously, uh, my heritage is what it is. I don't deny it. I'm proud of it. And so people naturally want to say happy Hanukkah to me. But that's fine. Uh, Do you answer so, that though? Will you say thank you? Oh, absolutely! I say, I say okay. thank you very much. So, Merry Christmas! You. you say thank you. Happy Hanukkah! You say yeah, thank yeah. You. I mean, I get mostly Merry Christmas, but I get some Happy Hanukkahs, and that's great. Right. But here's the deal: if you're talking about uh, Hanukkah uh, to a Jewish person, you say Happy Hanukkah, and if you're talking about uh, Ramadan to a Muslim person, you say Happy Ramadan. And there are different words uh, for Hindu faiths and Sikh faiths and, and all the other uh, faiths and all the other cultures. It's only, it's only the uh, Christian culture, okay, uh, which is still what the majority of people are, are are connected to, whether they go to church or not. This isn't a religious statement. This is about culture. Uh, most people, uh, you know, are nominally uh, Christian from the Christian culture, and they're the only ones in this country who are told, and eh, nah, nah, you know, tone it down, tone it down, say happy holiday. And so I, I think there's something really hypocritical about that. And to go back to your business, but authenticity. I don't think it's authentic. I mean, 
you're at a, you're at a Christmas party and there's a Christmas tree there and Santa's there and all the rest of it and people are uptight about uh, saying the word Christmas and they're going Happy Holiday, Happy Holiday and of course it does it's not just individuals it's it's businesses uh, it, often it's 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 the government so I'm not one of these uh, you know right wing zealots and I'm not uh, talking about the war on Christmas and the, they're trying to stop Christians from being Christian. No, I, I, that's not my point at all. I, I just think that in a society where we uh, celebrate, venerate, uh, you know, whatever you want to say, where we, uh, you know, where we honor the idea that every every culture uh, can uh, keep all of its uh, cultural uh, trappings, which I'm totally fine with, uh, including, you know, what it, what it wants to call its holidays, and we honor them by using the names of those holidays. What, what is? Why are we uptight about saying Merry Christmas? It makes no sense to me. Um, great question. Uh, and I completely understand the question in terms of the context you delivered your statement and your question with why. Like, why are we going after it? Couple questions I would ask as we get into the minutiae of Christmas. Merry Christmas. Everybody. And by the way, by the way, if I can vent a little bit, yeah. Young and the Restless, which is my favorite TV show of all time. I know. Okay. Okay, it's uh, I've been watching Young and the Restless for forty years. Ever since I've been Charles Adler. Okay, yeah, I've been. Uh, London is where I started watching Young and the Restless because it worked out yeah. very well for me. I was doing the mornings and the, in the afternoon I'd be watching. Anyway, Young and the Restless. Okay, right. Lo- love the show. I have a PVR like everyone else does. You and for it. I have not missed. It. I've not missed an episode in forty plus years. Okay, so that that that's my favorite TV show. And Young and the Restless for years, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Christmas carols, all the rest of it. And lately, not so much. Uh, you've got Victor Newman and all of the other characters at Happy the end holidays. of the Christmas show uh, saying Happy Holidays and big, 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 you know, up on up on the screen, big red letters, yeah. Happy Holidays from the Young and the Restless. Why? Why can't you just say Merry Christmas? The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by FactCheck.io. FactCheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact-check anything that you read. It doesn't matter. If it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact-check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again, want to beta test their product, they're going to launch it in the next month or two, go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. Back to the show. As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io. Do you believe? The good people at FactCheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists, that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information and alternative sources. And there's going to be a weapon button too, where you can turn that information around and put it back out there accurately to combat disinformation. The good people at factcheck.io are right now testing their beta version of their free program. Yes, it will be free for anybody who wants to use it. They want to battle disinformation because it is a problem. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The world's most robust fact-checking disinformation software for news, social media, video, print, anything spoken word. These people are on the tip. And they use some of the finest software technology 
to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for the beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. Well, let me explain it from my perspective. I love the fact that you just included the whole thing about your young and the restless kink, by the way. I think that's incredible, Chuck. That's real openness. Vulnerability is the connective tissue of human beings. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, <coughs> couple things. I need to ask you a couple questions as sure. a traditionalist, as someone who's very well purported to be able to talk about this subject. Merry Christmas. And the words that are in Merry Christmas and what they mean. Um... Do you think it is more economical when you're in a group setting where you don't understand where people are from or their sensibilities? Economical to say happy holidays? No, if it's if it's Christmas, I just say Merry Christmas and I expect other people to say Merry Christmas. I don't okay. I don't need to say happy holidays. Okay, that's my first question. Second question is have you ever said happy holiday to a Jewish person uh, during Hanukkah? Have you ever said Happy Holiday? I'm sure I have because it's all I say now. It's okay. All I see. I see. So you're yeah. really anal about this H word. No, you, I'm not anal at all. Let me get to a, my next question. You're a holidayist. No, no, you're I'm a holidayist. Right. Holidayism, folks. <laughs> no, no. Bring it. No, let bring me get it. back to it. Let me get back to it. Hope nobody sues us have for you been supporting in a, holidays. I'm sure it'll happen. I've been sued for less recently. Um, have you ever been in a real life situation, RIL as the kids say, in real life, where you said Merry Christmas and the person you said it to has turned around and taken extreme offense to you? Never. Ever. Me neither. Never. I think this problem, number one, exists solely on social media, almost exclusively. I think it is a problem that is perpetuated by certain cultural news outlets that would like us to argue over this thing and think, oh, the Muslims are coming for Christmas, the atheists are coming for Christmas, because no one's coming for it. And as a proud agnostic, as someone who has flipped the bird at organized religion publicly and proudly, I have no problem saying Merry Christmas. Do you know why? I as well like it. However, I'm not rigid enough in my thinking anymore to go, that's it, they're coming for my ability to say Merry Christmas, to the point where I'm like, okay, I can cut through all the mess with two simple words that not only protect me from having to have a drawn out conversation if it ever happens, because that's why I use the word economical, a drawn out conversation if it ever happens about the importance of me a la carting my holiday greetings to human beings that I might meet along my journey, because I ain't doing that. So my whole thing is, because I'm lazy, Chuck, <laughs> that's really the bottom line. I'm lazy. And the path of least resistance for me as I'm approaching people of a kaleidoscope of colors, cultures, and races, cult belief systems, ideologies, to me, it's just way smarter in those pinch situations to go, you know what? I'm going to combine Christmas over here, Kwanzaa, Diwali, Hanukkah, and all the different holidays that somebody might be celebrating. And it, it, listen, it is not out of sensibility. It is well, not out of extreme which, sensitivity. Which, which holiday is being celebrated? About, yeah. It is all, For me, it's all about saying, you know what? Got it. I'm going to stay which, out of your which, wheelhouse, which, which, and I'm going to keep which, it in mind, and I'm going to say happy holidays, I, 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 and I'm going to move I, the fuck on with my I, peanut butter. And I got it. You're lazy, and you're economic. I get that. Correct. 
Yes. But which holiday is being celebrated? Which holiday is being celebrated around the world on December 25th? Which one? I don't believe in any religious holiday. So Christmas is the family holiday that we have traditionally celebrated for 4,000 years, 2,000 years before the birth of Christ, who apparently magically dropped on the same day we had Roman Christmas for the previous 2,000 years. Anyway, December 25th, only only, only, only one major religion celebrates on December 25th. That is the Christian religion. We are members of, of, of Christian cultures, regardless of which countries we come from, as long as we're coming from the Western world. I'll give you an example. I mentioned okay, some I, of this. And then I want to ask you a question about Sunday shopping, and then we'll go on. We'll go okay, on. no problem. So uh, this is not me uh, evangelizing uh, for Christianity. This is about uh, something that's larger than religion for most people, and it's tough the culture they come are. from. By the way, tough crowd if you plan on evangelizing and converting me. To I, no, no, I... I, I I, I get it. I, I get it. You're you're a rebel, and um, you're 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 Martin Luther every day, right? Nailing yeah. nailing it to the church door. Trying to. I get. I get it. I get it. Um, listen, everyone's got a shtick, uh, but anyway, um, back to back to what we were uh, talking about, uh, Dean. And it's your job uh, to remind me what it is that we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Christmas. The word, the name, how I'm in the culture, the Bible, yeah. in the yeah. culture, how yeah. it's like, hey, listen, yeah. I'm economical. Um, yeah. This is all about me trying to wrap yeah. it all up real quick so I can get out of your yeah. store. That's what no, I'm is. just I'm doing a little self-deprecating humor, folks, for those people who take everything literally. And I know they, uh, I know that that's the case. And uh, for the people who are major critics of mine, they say he's yeah. old. He's really old. And also every now and then I do. A, what what am I talking about? Where were well, we? What, you know, to be fair, anyway. you and I, you and I are our own like worst enemies. Where we like to go off on tangents. I yeah. do it to you probably three, four yeah. times every single phone conversation. Where I'm like, Chuck, what was I just saying? So yeah. it's not an age thing. It's an us thing, dude. It's well, it's, it's a, we're a jazz. We're a jazz group, you know. Yeah, and I do. I do some riffs with. I do some riffs with my my tuba, yeah. and then you do some riffs with on my riffs. jazz flute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're um, flautists, uh, we're and flautists, we're we're, we're 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 flouting all kinds of traditions right now. But what I mentioned in my column was, you see, I do remember what we were talking about. Uh, it was great. Column. And in my column, I mentioned that I come from. It doesn't matter that I'm uh, of the Jewish heritage, and uh, yes, I'm not uh, I'm not religious at all. But uh, I come from people who are uh, highly religious, especially on my my father's side. Uh, however, the, the point is that uh, despite the fact that um, in the country I was born in, Hungary, uh, Jews paid a very, very high price for being Jewish because there were 800,000 Jews in Hungary, along with 8 million Christians in 1941. Okay. And by 1945, four years later, there were only 265,000 Hungarians, from 800,000 to 265,000. They did not die of the flu. Okay. Uh, they were murdered in the Holocaust, and many of those who were murdered were members of my family, my extended family. So I do take seriously where I come from. I know exactly who I am. I'm not promoting religion here. Having said all of that, on my birth certificate, my Hungarian birth certificate, there is the word Christian, Mm -hmm. because Hungary is a Christian culture, and they put the word Christian. That doesn't mean that I am a Christian. They're not saying I'm a Christian. But the word's Christian name in Hungarian. Keresnev. Okay? Keresnev means Christian name. So my name is designated, my first name is designated as a Christian name. Mm-hmm. 
And, 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 and it's obvious to me when I look at that, that I came from a Christian culture. It's equally obvious to me without the word Christian name being on my driver's license, okay, that in the country that we came to, it was a predominantly Christian culture. And notwithstanding the important exception of our indigenous peoples, okay, notwithstanding that, all of the people who came to this country for many, many years, who created what we call modern Canada and old Canada and every other kind of Canada, except for once again, the important exception being the indigenous peoples who were here first. But all of the others came from Western Europe and Christian cultures. Later on, uh, people were coming here from Eastern Europe, places like Hungary, the country I was born in, places like the Ukraine and others. But it was once again, they were all coming from Christian cultures. So that's not me evangelizing for Christianity. That's simply me saying that we're in a Christian culture. I mean, very few people, in, relatively speaking, in Quebec, which is the uh, province that uh, we came to and we were allowed in as, uh, as refugees. So I was raised in, in Quebec for you know, the first uh, you know, 18 years of my life. And uh, there you go. Uh, people there do not um, pay much attention to what the bishops say and what the Roman Catholic Church says. It's not like when I was a kid. Uh, it's completely different now. Uh, most of the churches are empty most of the time. But they've got crosses. They've got a cross on the uh, on the on the, on the wall of the Quebec City Legislature. They've got a huge cross lit up every night on Mount Royal, the the, the centerpiece of, of of Montreal. And these are seen by uh, the Roman Catholics, the Quebecois. These are seen as cultural symbols, mm -hmm. and Christmas is a cultural symbol. And I am a traditionalist, and I believe that every Every tradition, every heritage ought to be able to celebrate with its own language, its own words. And so there you go. I mm. think Merry Christmas is the way to go. And I'm, I apologize if I've been a little too serious and taken a little too long to uh, get to the point. No, I'm, I, dude, I want to have this conversation with you because people take it very seriously, right? Like they take uh, their, listen, we're a country of people that do not share the same values, but we share one landmass, right? And so there's got to be some kind of mutual respect, which I do have. Right. I do have mutual respect so much so that I like to take the temperature down a little bit around all of it by not contributing to the issue and having an issue with it. do I would I prefer Merry Christmas? Of course. That's how I grew up. Right. I was comfortable with it. It's like this old saying. It was like a, like a saying that you put around yourself at Christmas time. Merry Christmas. It's so nice to say Merry Christmas. There's nothing offensive about Christmas. You're saying Merry holiday that is native to me, that is very understandable. Like, But it's much harder to say that. Hey, Merry holiday to you and me. We're on a tree where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. That's awesome. It's way longer, right? Again, not economical, so we shortened it to Christmas. And it's a holiday, root word Christ, Christmas. It is tradition. It is culture. It's not necessarily about ideology. But for some reason, outside forces will tell you and people in that faith, just like they tell Muslims they're coming for you, they tell Christians are coming for you. They're coming for your holidays because they don't want. But I don't. But I, 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 I don't do any of that. I know you don't. And I've ripped, because you're fair-minded. I've ripped people a thousand different assholes for yeah. when, when they do that. I mean that that's that's easy. I mean I can. I can, I can take that. It's one of my favorite I can, sports. I can, I can, I can take that, that apart. I mean, I do autopsies on on people like that. So I don't. I don't. I don't. So here's here's the thing. I, I guess people need to understand when you're not. Um, super self-conscious as I haven't been ever 
on the air. That's why it's authentic. That's why it's it's me, uh, regardless of what the, the title is uh, of, of my show, okay? Regardless of my own title, okay? You're getting my brain and my heart. Some yeah. people don't like that. that that's fine. But the, the thing is, when you are when you do have some self-confidence and you're not self-conscious, you don't worry that, oh, my God, if I uh, take a shot at people uh, for doing this uh, happy holiday thing and uh, and basically telling uh, telling people who are of the Christian culture, no, 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 don't don't say that. You might offend someone. When I when I when I take a shot at the people who are trying to do that, call them woke, call them politically correct. I don't care what you call them. Uh, call them my, my partner in slime. Call them Dean Blundell. I don't care what you call them. I don't worry that some people are going to go, ooh, I wonder if Charles is part of the alt-right. I wonder if he's a fascist. I wonder if he's, uh, you know, a because Fox you like guy. Christmas? Yeah, like I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Hey, I was thinking about it the other day, just to throw like a little interesting wrench into this whole thing. Let's say you and I decide to immigrate to Bhopal, India, right? Bhopal, okay. Lovely this time of year. Some of my favorite call centers are in Bhopal. Me too. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite duck cleaning company call center is in Bhopal. Um, let's That's say we immigrate. I just want people to know because, yeah. you know, some, like I say, I'm always mindful of the fact that some people are literal and they hear certain things. He doesn't clean his ducks, okay? No, no. Okay, ducks. he cleans his ducts. With a T. T-U-C-T-S. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's say we decide to go there. And let's say you and I out for a nice afternoon stroll to do some Christmas shopping, okay? In Bhopal. it's Christmas. In Bhopal, it's like the 20th of December. We're late shoppers, okay? And let's say we stroll into a department store in beautiful Bhopal, India, where I believe they celebrate Kwanzaa or Diwali. I don't know why I haven't done it. Don't care. Because it's all the same to me. Whatever you like, I'm here to celebrate it with you. But let's just say we were uppity. We took ourselves seriously. Yeah. We took Christmas very seriously. Like a lot of people out there tell us to take it. And I know you don't. I know you were just no, saying, hey, it's, 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 we should it's be allowed party. to say Merry Christmas. Everybody it's should allow I'm talking about a party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me too. Okay. Anyway, right. so so let's just say you you know, you go up and you you buy your, your new uh your new curling iron. <laughs> I go up and I'm and I buy my new, I don't know, hair dye, because I don't like being Arctic blonde anymore. It's a hair outing for us. We're buying ourselves gifts that day. And the person behind the counter says, Happy Diwali or Kwanzaa, depending on. Why would they say Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa's an African American deal. I don't know, dude. Which hasn't even been around for very long. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just coming probably don't, my base. I'm sorry. Did, did you not know what Kwanzaa was? Yeah, I did know. How dare Kwanzaa. you? I, How dare you come on this <laughs> podcast without knowing what the derivation of Kwanzaa is? Okay, so let's just say that happens, right? And you and I both get real heated where we're like, what are you fucking talking about? Look at us. Do we look like we celebrate Diwali? Look at us. Would we not be the biggest assholes on the planet if we did that to some poor person when we were on their turf? Totally. That's why I've never seen it happen in Canada where these people are fear mongering on what happens if someone's like, and they, they could take offense to so it. You should say happy holidays. I say press the Merry Christmas button until you do have that experience. And when you do have that experience, real easy to pivot to Happy Holidays and go, that person's an asshole. They don't know where they are. See, I agree with that based on the reciprocal value of me putting myself in that person's shoes yeah. and saying, what kind of asshole strolls into a business in a different country, gets a warm holiday greeting and decides to take issue with the verbiage? Or the actual yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, itself. If, but, you know, I have yet to meet, I'll just call them minorities, okay? People who are not of the Christian culture. 
I have yet to meet an actual member of a minority who's been offended by having someone say Merry Christmas. Like it, it hasn't happened. And who's okay, great. That's my, my, my father who's obviously telling us that it's happening though. Who's I'm telling sorry? us that that's oh, that's that, that, that's the Fox crowd. Yes. Now you gotta remember, I, I've told you a million times I have lots of blood on my hands. Okay. I've written a lot of talking points for for the right, so I know how that I know how the did game you, is. Did played. you ever, in, in like any strat plan for the political right, when you were writing talking points for them, go bring up Christmas, watch everybody lose the, the war on Christmas? Yeah, is it a big yeah, one? The war on Christmas is is, is 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 clickbait, man. I can raise a lot of money, you know, talking about the war on Christmas. When I'm you working, see that, do you I'm not, working for the right. But did you, when you watch that thing percolate over the past couple of weeks, where it's like. Canada wants to cancel Christmas. They want to force you into saying happy holidays. Were you not, like, look at you laughing now. Were you like, a, oh, that old chestnut, huh? It's just business. It's just I just look at that as business. Yeah. No, it's not It's not my business. I'm not doing that business. I know. But, I know. I, but and, I, and that's the thing. The way that you explained it in your free press article, I was like, see, Charles knows what he's doing. Everybody out there is trying to get a, their donate button clicked with this war on Christmas shit. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not race Christmas farming donate. with my, my column isn't about race no, farming. No, not at all. My, no. my column, uh, you know, simply said that uh, Christmas, if, if, you know, there was more Merry Christmas, you know, it would be a happier holiday. Yeah. I think we agree. That's what I think our problem is here. Well, I, I, I think you know, we both arrived at the, the same problem, thing. The and I think is we also actually agreeing. let us yeah. in the tent. Yeah, bit. we're not, we're not, uh, we're not uh, sort of standard uh, clickbaity, uh, you know, standard clickbaity is you and uh, you take a position, you just stay with your position. I take a position, I stay with my position, and we just uh, don't go anywhere. And uh, that's a traditional way of doing these things. But, so, you know, is this like, can I ask you a question? Yeah, the inside baseball question is yeah. the war on Christmas like part of the you laugh every time? The war on <laughs> Christmas is it legitimately part of the conservative media playbook? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it has been for at least 25 years, maybe longer. Did you start that? What's that? Did you start that? Was that you? Not no, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been around, you know what I mean? I know, but you've been doing this for like 40 years. Yeah. You know all the players. You, you speak your mind, which is why they don't like yeah. you anymore. And you're watching them recycle all your old bits. Well, you're not like a radio guy. You're like, what do you guys do? Like, do you, well, of course I'm going to speak out against it. Well, from a business perspective, just pure, yeah. once again, just follow the money and follow the business. From a business perspective, one of the reasons I tend to be so um, dismissive of some people on the right who are, you know, floating these brands and getting the I – just, I just find some of it so uncreative. And they're so serious all the time. They're so sanctimonious all the time, especially the apple eater. I mean, I just, I, I don't know why, uh, you know, Mulroney, Mulroney yeah. smiled. Even Andrew Shear, okay? A Andrew Shear isn't exactly Einstein. But Andrew yeah. Shear could smile. Aaron O'Toole uh, could smile. Peter McKay, who is, frankly, uh, you know, for my money, if, if the conservatives had gone to McKay years ago, whether they went to him, whether they would have gone to him two years ago, six years ago, whatever. Yeah. Peter McKay uh, would have won two or three terms, just as uh, Justin Trudeau has, because Peter McKay is absolutely mainstream Canada. Peter McKay is not a an effing zealot, and uh, they they keep going away from the Peter McKays because, you know, they they feel that the quote Western base, 
you know, needs someone who's going to be angry with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Prime Minister, were you, were you there? Were you there? Yes or no? Were you there? Yes or no? How much money? Come on, tell us. Everyone wants to know how much money. Six thousand, eight thousand, twelve. What's a, what's the number? What's the number? What'd you spend? Who, 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 and who in mainstream Canada wants to listen to someone talk to you like that? And everyone has everyone has met those kinds of nerds in high school. They used to get pounded because it's so freaking annoying to look. What, what, what's what's the number? What's the number? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah, just oh, Trump, little said Trump, uh, Apple yeah, orchard, yeah. apple orchard. Who said? Who said? What said? What said? Where, where did you read? Where did you see that? Where did you see yeah. that? Who? Who? What? Who? What? What is that? Gaslighting. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, and I read this incredible article this weekend, and I'm remiss to say uh, where it was. It might have been in the National Observer. I'm not too sure. I don't know how old the article was. Can't speak to it. Uh, I, I should have come prepped for it. But I read this article. Um, no, was it in the Star? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, on how people on the left need to get their shit together because people on the right uh, uh, treat okay. that kind of bullshit like it's legitimate. Like it's a legitimate way to yeah, be. You read, that, you read that in the Star. Star. That's where I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I started laughing when I was reading it. So I'm like, man, there are, it must be incredible like to be part of the political ecosystem that has the ability to weaponize Christmas to a group of people who are like, yeah, now I'm mad. Now I'm mad. Yeah, yeah, that guy just told me something. Now I'm mad. Now I need to reach into my pocket. I need to give those guys money so they can protect my ability to say Merry Christmas unfettered 365. Like, it is. it astonishes me on a daily basis that we are, and these are the people that call everybody else sheeple, by the way. Just let me remind you. Those are the people that think that we're all in the rinse cycle of like the matrix or like, you know, you need to think for yourself. They're being told things like Justin Trudeau is responsible for your rent. Um, Canada is broken. This country is an embarrassment. There was a Canada proud thing this morning. Embarrassed to be Canadian. This country is an embarrassment. And that subset of people, they believe it. And they're not only do they believe it, they get angry to the point where they buy in like there's some kind of weird warrior for something where they give people money and then they get angry at their neighbors. And now we're back into this whole conversation we like to have from time to time where it's like, what is wrong with everybody? I find it amazing. And I can't, you know, I, I'm not a smart guy. I'm really not, but I can't believe I am that much smarter than those many people to be able to see the writing on the wall. You have the added benefit of being a cog in the machine of that network for a long period of time. I know lots so of, Dean, I know, Dean, I know lots of people uh, who are really smart and very successful in their professions and their businesses who do believe that Justin Trudeau is destroying Canada. That's, that's, that's what they believe. And they are part of the, uh, you know, conservative ecosystem. They, they read the national post and, uh, and then their friends send them all these emails and, and uh, they, 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 and they're they, smart. They, yeah, they're, they're smart. It, it, if they ran their businesses the way they ran their politics, they'd all be out of business. But it's it's a separate part of the brain, okay? And in in, in the part of the brain that their that their politics resides in, uh, they are uh, conservative, and uh, they believe that it's the conservative party. It's the only the conservative party can stop uh, Justin Trudeau from destroying Canada. When I ask them basic questions, how's your business? Oh, business is great. 
<laughs> I having are you having trouble feeding yourself and, and the children? They they look at me like, what kind of a stupid question is that? But they still believe, okay? And some of these people are extremely wealthy, okay? Okay? Uh, and they still believe that Justin Trudeau is uh, destroying the country. That's, uh, and you know what, dude, you can be a useful idiot or you can be at the top of the heap of useful idiots and know that you're also using people to get the same end result. Like, I mean, that in itself is politics, right? Like we're, we're see the cross section of business politics and the weaponization or radicalization of a group of people. And man, oh man, if you can upset a couple million Canadians, you know, if you can, if you can piss off people, a couple million of them by going, Psst, Justin Trudeau's. Well, you, you got to remember, you got to remember some, some basics here. Okay. Let me, let me just take you it's back to the days of radio. Let me just take you back to the days of radio, okay? Yeah. Uh, in the days of radio, you had to say something, in some cases, 20, 30, 40 times an hour. They were the call letters, right? Yeah. Right? The call letters. This is CKNW. Yeah. Coming up on CKNW. Vancouver. I'm I'm Charles Adler on CKNW. Vancouver. Anyways, you keep it. And, and, and different people who were consulting these uh, radio companies were saying, that if you don't mention the call letters 20, 30, 40, 50 times an hour, whatever they picked, uh, that uh, you were going to lose. And the uh, easiest way to get people to write the names down in the diaries, because we had the diary system on all of the country. We don't have it now in all the big cities. We've got different systems. I don't want to bog down in the weeds. But the point is, they felt it was important for us to say something over and over again. And commercial advertisers were told, Exactly the same thing. Use your whatever your brand is, whatever your slogan is, say it over and over and over again. So the conservatives are very good at that. And so it shouldn't surprise you, having been raised in radio, where redundance is king, okay, mm -hmm. that the conservatives saying the same thing over and over again, you know, Justin Trudeau is killing Christmas. Justin Trudeau is making you homeless. Justin Trudeau, yeah, well, whatever it is, okay? Justin uh, Trudeau wants you to do drugs and then commit assisted suicide. Whatever, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, yeah, that's yeah, another yeah. that's another one out there. Made that, uh, what made is all about is helping um, people to off themselves. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because Justin Trudeau is for people committing suicide. It doesn't matter how outrageous it sounds. They keep saying certain certain messages over and over again. No no different than Polyev. Yes or no? Yes or no? How much money? How much money? How much, what money? What money? What, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? That stuff, even though it sounds completely inane to you and me and to millions of people, to other millions of people, he's the serious guy. He's he's holding Justin Trudeau's feet to the fire. Where's the money? Where's the money? How much money? Where's the money? Where'd you go? Yes or no? And that's what I find simply unbelievable. Well, right? it's, it, it, it's working. I, I know it works. You know, and I'm watching this this movie last night. It was about the war in Operation Market Garden. It was on uh, Netflix. And it was the liberation of this island um, in Belgium, Antwerp, right? Yeah. They needed a port back in 1944 uh, when allies started to push back. They needed a port. And so they're like, you know what? We, we need to go in. 
and it, and it showed the cross section of three different, very different people, different relationships coming together at the end of the movie. And it was, it was outstanding. I really enjoyed it. I love those kind of based on true stories, historical dramas that explain different parts of the war, right? Like I enjoy that. I'm a bit of a historian, amateur historian, if you will. And so I'm watching this <clears throat> and these two German soldiers that had been injured in battle as they were retreating or talking in a hospital. And this one guy says, Hey, I want you to, I want you to know something. He's the, he said, if you tell a lie big enough and you repeat it enough, people will believe it. And he looks at the guy, you know who said that? And he goes, the Fuhrer? He goes, no, Joseph Goebbels, the head of propaganda, right? If you lie enough, if you and if it's a big enough lie, and if you can get enough people to repeat it, more people will believe it. And that will then be their truth. That will be what they believe, and they will take action on it. Is that what you're talking about? The conservatives are much more disciplined and much more focused at messaging. And they don't have very many messages to offer. They don't need to have many messages. They offer messages they, that, that make sense to enough people who hear them over and over again from their friends. And as I say, one of the great advantages I have of being on the prairie okay, mm -hmm. is I hear it with my own ears. I don't need a pollster to say this to me. I hear it from, from cab drivers. I hear it from people who own large businesses. I hear it from doctors. I hear it from lawyers. I hear it from nurses. I hear it from school teachers. Okay, Many of them are convinced that the housing issue, okay, and the biggest issue they talk about all the time, the, the food, price of food in the supermarkets, they are absolutely convinced that Justin Trudeau has done a number of things to make life less affordable. And even to the business people whose th their lives are, you know, affordability is not an issue for them. They think about their employees. They think about uh, being able to get employees. They think about a whole lot of things that have to do with how effective the society can be and how safe the society can be. And they feel, regardless of how they feel about Polyev, because many of them don't particularly like Polyev, they feel that the liberals need a timeout. And the only party that can give them a timeout is the conservatives. And they really, they really believe this. They believe that Justin Trudeau had been doing a lot of damage and that he's continuing to do damage. And it doesn't matter, you know, how many stories you come up with about how well, you know, here's how here's how propaganda is done. Here's how messages are conveyed. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just I'm just telling you that the conservatives are a lot better at doing it than the liberals are when when it comes to messaging. If if you know if this is a hockey game, you know some of us are watching the World Juniors. Okay, if this is a hockey game right now, as of today, the conservatives are Canada and the liberals are Latvia. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not a liberal. I'm not a basher of the liberals. I'm not, not a basher of Trudeau. I get accused of, you know, being on Trudeau's payroll. You know, truckloads yeah, yes, of right. money come to my my place yeah. every day. Do, you know, By delivering. Way, that was the best tweet I've seen you put up in about a week and a half. Where some guys like you get paid by the, the libs, and you're like, yeah, hundred grand today. UPS is pulling up with another two hundred grand tomorrow. They're just going to back the truck right up, kid. That's what they're going to do. And I and I also told him that I get. Uh, Every business quarter, every financial quarter, at the end of each quarter, I get one percent of all the carbon tax that's collected. Because <laughs> people, people are absolutely convinced that the carbon taxes are what's causing the price of blueberries to be too yeah. high. Blueberries, 
Eight dollars for a basket. Got to be oh, the carbon taxes. The carbon tax, yeah. Fun dip has gone from twenty-five cents to fifty. It's a goddamn carbon tax. Fun dip has never been this much more expensive. Eat more for two fifty? Are you kidding me? By carbon way, taxes. Carbon tax contributes, according to according to uh, economists who are much smarter than you and me and aren't left or right. You know, the really dweeby, boring people. Anyway, they agree. Carbon taxes contribute. 0.15%, 0.15%, okay? That's less than a third of a percent, okay, to uh, inflation. Well, I know I'm angry. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. Uh, Charles Adler, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Charles Adler podcast. This has been a dual cast co-production of the Charles Adler podcast. Let, let's do it right. You say you say your All name. Right, let, me name. let me get there. Let me get there. My name is Dean Blundell. And I'm Charles Adler. And this has been an extreme pleasure to bring to you a couple of old dudes trying to figure <laughs> out what went wrong. What went wrong with Christmas? Why is everybody so bent out of shape? I love my country. I think that's what we've figured out. It doesn't exist in real life, and Chuck loves his country. We figured. I love. I love. I love the country. I love Canadians. I don't give a rat's rear end who you vote for. I know some of you are convinced that you know uh, it's it's a bad day for me when I discover that you know conservatives are are winning here and every every day I get to live in this promised land is a great day for me. So. I just want to tell Canadians I love them. And I know we're a few days after Christmas. I guess we're in the post-Christmas season. Merry post-Christmas. See, I stand up for your right to say Merry Christmas. Like I stand up for my right to say Happy Holidays to avoid the ire of everyone and everyone to get out of conversations. And I would encourage everybody next year to take Dean's economical approach to Christmas greetings. That's what you can call it. Dean's economical approach to Christmas greetings. Happy holidays you can use from December 15th to January 3rd, and you don't have to cater to anybody or worry about a single thing. Get economical next holiday season, everybody. You're so woke. <laughs> woke. And by the way, did you see the Ricky Gervais Armageddon special on Netflix? Not, not yet. yet? Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. One of the best specials I've ever watched. He talks about going woke and he, and he absolutely caps capped it at the end by saying, listen, I'm woke. If woke means I like to stand up for the marginalized. I like to be the voice of people that can't defend themselves, specifically in his case, animals. He doesn't like it when people are rude to other people in the name of faith or religion. He likes it when people are protected, supported and pushed through life. But if it means calling someone an effing C or telling someone that they're this or they're that, and if it means pouring paint all over a something at the Louvre's because you want to prove how woke you are, you can F.O. You can take right off. You're not part of the woke tree because there are extremes on both sides. And the way that he explained it, I thought to myself, Man, if there's a mandate for Cryer Media as we move forward when we're talking about doing accountable content, if there's a mandate for what we're doing, it's that. It's pushing back against the ridiculousness of the notion that some people just can't say Merry Christmas anymore, protecting your right to be able to say it because it's highly unoffendable and highly, and it's not offensive whatsoever. If people choose to be that kind of idiot, 
and you can choose your response to those people. And that's the world that I want to live in. I don't want to live in a world where any extreme tells me what I can and can't say or do when I know I'm not doing anything to be hurtful. Why are you holding up that glass of water? Because I want people to know that I can't possibly be an idiot. I've just drunk. Okay, there's a good, good word. Drunk. I have, I have just, I've just taken in a quarter, right? A quart. There's an old term too. I prefer quarts to liters. Okay, okay. I'm going to Becker's for a quart of milk. Yeah, yeah, we go. Why, why is Becker's calling it a liter? I want a quart. Anyway, um, I've, I've, I've had a lot of smart water, and despite that, my, uh, my partner here has just called me an idiot because I insist on saying Merry Christmas. I know I didn't call you. I said I stand up and in front and shoulder to shoulder with your right to wish someone at Byway a Merry Christmas next yeah. year. That's and I it. support I support your right. Okay, I've never told people how to speak. I support your right to say ha, 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 whatever that Happy Holidays. Whatever that, whatever that term is. Yeah. Okay. Dean's I, I support, economical yeah. Christmas you have, greeting. You have you have the right to do it. Thank but you. I, I love Canada, I love Canadians, and I love Christmas. I do too. And I love me some Charles Adler. Thank you for your time today. This dual cast, of course, brought to you by Charles Adler's podcast, the Cryer Media Network, and of course, this podcast as well. Charles, Merry Christmas, buddy. Never have I enjoyed 54 minutes and 32 seconds more than <laughs> the 54 minutes and 32 seconds that we just did. But Me one too. bottom line that I'd love to offer, I, I, I don't care, you know, religion, heritage, cause, woke, smoke, whatever. Some people have no sense of humor. And those are the people that I have a problem with. They're the only because when you have no sense of humor, which is the great lubricant of life, life can rub you raw. Well said for a bunch of reasons. Thanks, Charles. Great to see you. Great to see you, big hog. <laughs> Charles Adler, ladies and gentlemen, the Charles Adler podcast. Go and download it. Download ours as well, wherever you get it. Google, Apple, Spotify, et cetera, Charles Adler Podcast, Dean Blundell Show. Uh, it's been a pleasure. You know, one of those conversations that I love having with Charles because we can approach something from a humorous perspective, but also introduce some new ideas, like Dean's economical Christmas greeting approach. You're welcome, everybody. I'm all about what's the fastest way from A to B where we can cut out all the minutiae in the middle? Holiday time, Christmas time, Kwanzaa time. Diwali time, Hanukkah time. Hey, I love all y'all. I love everybody out there. I support your ability to do whatever you want. As long as you're not ramming it down someone else's throat. That's when you get my attention and Charles's attention because there are human beings on the other end of these wars against your holiday. Insert holiday here. And we're not driving that war on Christmas bus. They are. So don't buy into it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Diwali, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody, for being part of the show. Thanks to our friends at Gitch for making this possible. Luxury branded boxer briefs, pouch in the front. Uh, these are underwear that you cannot miss with. Underwear that fits you perfectly. Super breathable boxer briefs. Right now, you can use promo code GITCH3 to get yourself a pair. Uh, and you'll get a pair for free when you order three or more. EdsFineImports.com. EdsFineImports.com. Gitch, the number three. That is your promo code. Do yourself a favor and order a pair today. In fact, order three and you'll get your free pair. EdsFineImports.com as well. Brought to you by our friends at Cantor, makers of the world's best 
rugged, hardworking torque wrenches. They're Canada's leading industrial tool experts, giving you the very best in sales, service, rentals, calibration, maintenance, and custom fabrication of industrial torque tools. They have reliable, hardworking people, top-of-the-line torque tension tools, flange maintenance systems, impact sockets you can rely on. They have unparalleled expertise, 20 years of expertise, knowledge, and design and manufacturing of these torque wrenches. If you have a bolting solution you're looking for, they can figure it out. Uh, from tool rentals, calibration services, repairs to custom fabrication, distribution opportunities, Cantorque offers a full range of services and products and they will make you your one-stop shopping destination for all your bolting needs, saving you time, effort, and hassle. Their new website is Bangarang. Go and check it out today. Go to cantorque.com for more information. And, of course, brought to you by our friends at Muse on the Mic, Emily Riley. Their new podcast is called MuseOnTheMic.com. Muse on the Mic is where you can find them on Patreon as well. Brand new podcast. You can get a Cryer Media. It takes you behind the scenes in the body parlor, body rub industry. The most exclusive licensed facility in Canada, located in Toronto. It's called Muse Massage Spa, musemassagespa.com, 1290 Finch Avenue West. Emily and Riley take you behind the scenes with their podcast, but you can go and visit them at that location as well. It's bingo month, Babelicious bingo month. Check that out at musemassagespa.com and go and download their podcast, musemassagespa.com. You can get it on the front page of the website, Cryer Media, Cryer.co, and you can also get it anywhere you get your fine podcast. Their Patreon podcast, actually, phenomenal because they're allowed to do and say things it's a subbed channel so there you go but go and subscribe to their podcast today learn a bit about advocacy in the sex work industry and learn a bit about body rub parlors how safe they are and how therapeutic they can be as well uh for my friends at muse on the mic download their podcast today have a great day everybody appreciate you being here i'll see you tomorrow bye-bye <laughs>
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.